little Molly Brown, whenever she went, inevitably when someone heard her last name, they would say, Oh, you must be Father Brown's daughter. Father Brown being the small town's only Episcopal priest. This happened so many times that little Molly was really getting frustrated, and she told her mother that she just wanted to be accepted for herself. And her mom said, well, honey, the next time that happens, just stand up and say, I am Molly Brown. So a couple of days later, she's out in town on some field trip with the school, and some people see her, and they find out her name, and they say, oh, Father Brown must be your dad. And little Molly looks them right in the eyes and replies, Oh no, that's not what my mother says. <laughs> the church says that today is an important day. Today is the Feast of All Saints. A day when we remember the ordinary saints. The faithful disciples that you and I have known in life. Today is a day when we remember the superstar saints, the big names of Christian history. And today is a day when we remember the outrageous. Turn to someone next to you and say, outrageous. Say it more enthusiastically. Outrageous. Today is a day when we remember the outrageous invitation of our own baptisms to become saints ourselves. Let me rewind that in case you didn't. Today is a day when we remember the outrageous invitation of our own baptism to become saints ourselves. But who wants to become a saint? Any, any takers? Yeah, maybe, maybe one or two hands. I mean, that does not sound very fun, does it? Becoming a saint. And as one very clever observer noted, quote, the quickest way to make someone irrelevant is to call them a saint. End of quote. It's the Mother Teresa effect. I mean, how can you live up to that, right? And besides, aren't saints rather boring and rather serious? In addition to being rather good, I mean... You and I are probably glad, right, that there are saints or have been saints in the world, especially when they inspire us or help us out, but you and I are probably not really sure whether we want to be one. Now, stained glass windows are pretty. Behold our own. But can you picture yourself being depicted in one? Now, I am all for stained glass windows. I am all for medieval-inspired stone. I am all for iconic arts. This is part of our rich heritage as Episcopal Christians. And our heritage specifically here at St. John's. Just look around. But I am afraid that I must smash any stained glass ideas that you have of saints as being simply too ethereal, too boring, too serious, do-gooders from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Cue the music. I can't do it. Okay. Star Wars theme. A saint, according to the New Testament, is simply a Christian. A saint, according to the New Testament, is simply a Christian. Let's say that together. 
A saint, according to the New Testament, is simply a Christian. A member of the body of Christ. A disciple of Jesus. And by that definition, that applies to many of us in the room. So, the person to your left, the person to your right, if they are a Christian, biblically speaking, they're a saint. Don't laugh. Don't laugh too much. Now, just for like three seconds, four seconds, I want you to turn to the people around you and shake their hand and just say, Hello, St. Jesse, or whatever their name happens to be. Go for it. Do it. Two, three seconds. Hey, Chris. You can barely get it up. That's right. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to call your father a saint. Okay, okay. Let's, let's bring it back. I know that some of you insist will insist on being called this when you go home. <clears throat> so, we have already smashed the idea that saints are people only from the distant past uh, who have levels of, of impossible perfection. Saints are among us. Now, it is true that very early on in Christian history, the term saint became applied to those who demonstrated extraordinary discipleship, faithfulness, and commitments, sometimes even to the death. And it's these heroines and heroes of the faith that cause us to tremble, to admire, sometimes inspire us to serve more sacrificially, and frankly, sometimes might cause us to feel a bit inadequate about our own discipleship. But even these superstar saints were a colorful lot, with lots of personality and very human. Saint Jerome was known for being cranky. Saint Francis of Assisi was passionate and dramatic. In front of the whole town, or at least in front of a lot of people, he took all of his clothes off in order to put on the clothes of a beggar for Christ. And Saint Catherine of Siena. My Dominican sister, one of my Dominican sisters, was well known for sharing her mind and her viewpoints with everyone in her very expressive, Italian, persuasive way, including with popes, politicians, and prostitutes. And St. Peter, like most of the apostles and many saints over church history, was married and had a family. But you know about St. Peter's less-than-stellar record when he was a student in Jesus' traveling seminary. Question. Did God sometimes use these superstar saints in dramatic ways? Yes or no? Yes. yes. But were they all a bunch of boring, goody-two-shoes people with no personality and no faults? No. Oh, hardly. Hardly. Earlier this week I was talking with someone and they said, Father, Every day I take a walk on Boris Boulevard. And every day I get hit by the same bike. It's a vicious cycle. Yes. Speaking of cycles, in the Christian church, we have something called the liturgical cycle or the Christian calendar with a K. How many of you have heard of this before? Christian calendar. Great. In our own Episcopal cycle, we are told that All Saints Sunday is one of the most fitting days for holy baptism. Why is that? 
Because today is a day we remember the outrageous invitation of our own baptisms to become saints ourselves. And I'm going to go back and say it one more time. We'll move the typewriter back. Today is the day we remember the outrageous invitation of our own baptisms to become saints ourselves. One spiritual writer described a saint in this way. Quote, A saint is a disciple. A saint is a human being fully alive. A saint is a fragile, broken, human life. God chooses to shine love and light through to a needy, broken, and often frightening world. End of quote. A saint is captivated not by the credit he can receive, but by the compassion he can achieve. The great passion of saints is a love for God and a love for neighbor. Now the saint, she might be a senator. She might be a scientist. She might be a sanitation worker. But in all she does, her end goal is the love of God. A saint's life has meaning and purpose. A saint is making a difference. A saint knows that their very tiny, very small, maybe even very insignificant life can be made mighty by clinging to Christ. And the saint, by being connected to Christ, is connected with all the Christians who have lived in centuries past. And the saint, by being connected to Christ, is connected with all the Christians in the world today. And the saint, by being connected with Christ, is connected with every single Christian who will ever live in times to come. If you think that's a pretty amazing reality, say amen. amen. It is. And the theological term for that reality is the communion of saints. When you and I come forward this morning to receive from this altar, we come together as a spiritual family, but not just us. All the saints of ages past come with us. All the ordinary saints, the people you've known in life, who've gone beyond, they come with us. People we've only heard of, as well as those whose faith is known to God alone. What's your goal in life? What's your life about? What will it be about as you go on? Making some money? Being a decent human being? Accomplishing this goal or that goal? Or having this experience or that experience? Well, those things are probably all okay, probably. But on this All Saints Sunday, the gold letter invitation that you are receiving from on high is a little different. You open up that invitation, the gold lettering is very simple. It says, dare to be a saint. Dare to be a saint. Dare to be a saint. Folks, we live in times that are in desperate need for the witness of saints, both ordinary and extraordinary. We live in times that are in desperate need of the witness of God's love. We live in times that are desperate for the witness of very broken people coming together for a cause greater than themselves. A cause that will matter this afternoon, tomorrow, and forever. And that cause is, to quote our presiding bishop, the loving, life-giving, and liberating gospel of Jesus Christ. 
That's what saints are about. Dare to be one. Amen.